Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Let's get into the word of God. It is Pentecost Sunday this morning. Uh, For those of us who um, are not aware, Pentecost is basically... Um, that, that day when uh, the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter number two, the Holy Spirit was poured out, um, fulfilling the prophecy that was given to Jewel when God said, uh, there will come a time where I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And he said, we will dream dreams and we will see visions. And, um, and of course, we, 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 we saw the fulfillment of that prophecy in the book of Acts, uh, uh, chapter number two. And the reason why it's called Pentecost, it is because it happened 50 days after the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. All right, 10 days after ascension and, and, and 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we are so grateful that, you know, Pentecost finds us in a month where we are talking about the Holy Spirit. We are talking about the Holy Spirit and, and, and simply because we want to make sure that we take advantage of, you know, the, the, the person and the ministry of the Holy Spirit as we were given a uh, by God. Amen. As a matter of fact, the, the Bible calls him a promise from the father because God did not want us, even as we were singing that, you know, he will never let us down. We need to know him as our father. The only way we can truly experience that it is through the passing of the Holy Spirit, because then he helps us to experience God in a much more close and intimate way. Somebody once said, God is more closer to you than you are to yourself. So before you even think about your, your concern, before you feel those fears, before you experience those anxieties, God has already sensed it before it hit you. And God already has a solution for it. If we can just allow him to, to work in and through us. And this morning we are going to be talking on the topic, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And simply because, you know, the Holy Spirit does not want, as I said, to simply sit and light dormant on the inside of us, but he wants to reveal himself. He wants um, us to experience him. And he also wants those who are around us to experience him and to benefit from him by the way, if we yield and allow him uh, to do so. Amen. So let's, and, and he does so through what the Bible refers to as the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let's go to the book of first Corinthians chapter number 12. I'm going to read from verse number four. Um, I will encourage that we, hey, yeah, we, we listen attentively <laughs> and, and, and if it's, it, it's possible, you know, during your, your spare time in your busy schedule, <laughs> somewhere during the week, if you have time, listen to this message again, listen to it again. Amen. Because, um, and I hope I'll be able to cover every ground in 30 minutes. Uh, First Corinthians 12 from verse number four, the Bible says there are diversities of gifts. I'm going to do it in, in, in 25 minutes. It's not Friday, right? It's not Friday. Friday, I preached for a very long time, <laughs> but that is what Ignite Experience is all about, right? Yeah. And, and did you enjoy that? Awesome. That was powerful. You know, it was great. Uh, you know, I advocated for the Ignite Experience to go to Pinoni last time. So next time I'll advocate for it to come here. Amen. First Corinthians 12 verse 4. There are diversities of gifts, 
Take note. I'm going to leave you with quite a lot of information in a short space of time. There are diversities of gifts. Say gifts. It says, but the same spirit. Then verse 5, there are differences of ministries. Then it says, but the same Lord. Right? And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Then it says, and there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Now, I want you to take note of this. This is my point of departure. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. In Ephesians 4, verse 11, when he ascended on high, the Bible says he gave gifts unto men. And those are the ones that we refer to as ministries. The Bible says he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be teachers, and some to be pastors. Right? But same Lord. And what that means is that he took everything that he was. Jesus was the apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, and pastor. All in one. So when he ascended, he took that mantle that he had, if I may call it that, picture a cloth, and he divided it into five. He gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets. In other words, Jesus was simply saying, you cannot be all in one. Some must carry out other responsibilities, same Lord. But it said it at first diversities of gifts, but same spirit. And this is what we are going to be exploring. And then it says there are also other activities, but it is the same God. So God the Father, there, there are certain uh, abilities that he gives, he gives us. Um, uh, God the Son, there are certain abilities that he gives us. And God the, Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit, there are certain abilities that he gives to us. Right. Now, if you read the very same chapter, chapter 12, 1 Corinthians, uh, Paul starts, he's talking to uh, the Corinthian church. This was a very interesting church. The most um, corrupt church, the most complicated church, the most, you know, yeah, it was quite a very interesting church. That's a story for another day. And he begins from verse number one, and he says this to them. He says, now concerning spiritual gifts, talking to them, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. In other words, he says, I don't want you not to be informed because he was preparing them to say, you are now in church. You are now born again, you know? And then he says to them, you know, that you were Gentiles carried away to these, sorry for the language, dumb idols, <laughs> however you were led. So he says to them, before you were born again and you came to join the church, there's a world where you used to live. And there were many spiritual, let's call them supernatural manifestations that you might have been exposed to when you were still out there. He says you were worshiping idols. And you were led by them. And just like you and I, many, many of us, there were things that we were exposed to before we became Christians. Right? And all of those things will sort of have some form of similarities with what we are going to be talking about here. So Paul takes some time to explain to them so that they don't confuse what they see in church with what they have experienced out there. Because there might be some form of similarities. Are we together? So you will know that some of us, we used to, as we grew up, I don't know about you, but Mina, when I, when I grew up, we used to be exposed to quite a lot of ancestral worship, you know, consulting with 
um, people who used to come at home tell us things that we are not aware of in the natural. They will tell us, uh, so-and-so is saying, this is what you must do. And some of us, we were exposed to things like, um, uh, um, what, what do we call those things? The star signs. Uh, I want the other term horoscopes and and many of us we consulted with mediums we consulted with palm readers and all of those things so he was simply saying you were exposed to those things out there but i don't want you to be ignorant when it comes to spiritual gifts because you must not think what you have experienced out there this is the same thing that so you when you see somebody do something here you must not think it's the same thing that you were you experienced when you were out there because there's a huge difference, and I'm going to show you in just a moment. So he says you must be knowledgeable, number one, so that you don't confuse things with the beliefs that we used, we used to have when we were out there, and two, also so that we don't miss out on what is available for us, because another mistake that we can commit is to think that God does not have these things that we benefited from when we were outside. It's as if when you are here, you are just going to be religious. That's why then many people think when I'm now a Christian, I can be a Christian because there's nothing supernatural that I can experience here. I will just continue experiencing the supernatural thing I I used to experience that side and then come to church on Sunday. I can read star signs, come to church on Sunday because uh, there's there's something in me that is curious about wanting to know uh, beyond what I know in the natural. Because all of us, let's be honest, we know that there must be some sort of supernatural activity that is taking place. And that's why we are always inquisitive. We want to explore those things. And the, the first, in, in, in most cases, the first uh, option that comes, you know, uh, that's the one that you are going to take. So that people can actually, um, how can I put it, so that people can influence you through all of those different activities. Now, then the Bible in the book of 1 Corinthians 12, where we have read, telling us about so many different gifts that the Bible refers to them as the gifts of the the Spirit. And when you continue with chapter number 12, you will realize that there are nine gifts of the Spirit that the Bible mentions. There are nine gifts that the the, the, the Bible mentions. It, it mentions uh, the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, descending of spirits, gift of healing, gifts of healings, gift of faith, working of miracles, tongues and interpretation, and prophecy. There's nine of them. But just to simplify things, I'm going to um, categorize them into three. And the first category is what we call uh, revelation gifts. And we are going to talk more about them today. There are revelation gifts and there's three of those revelation gifts. Number one, word of knowledge. Number two, word of wisdom. Number three, descending of spirits. And then there is what we also call, these are revelation gifts, right, for the purposes of uh, those who are taking notes. Then we are going to come back to this one in just a moment, right? And then secondly, there's another category, uh, which we can refer to as power gifts. Revelation gifts are gifts that reveal something. Power gifts are gifts that do something. These are gifts of healings. Gifts of healings. And then it talks about faith 
Uh, that's the second one. Number three, it talks about the working of miracles. These are gifts that do something. We'll deal with them uh, in the coming weeks. And then the third category, these are gifts of utterance. These are gifts that say something. It will, uh, and then the first one is the, 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 the speaking of tongues, right? Diversities of tongues, uh, it calls them, right? Secondly, interpret, interpretation of those tongues. We, we spoke uh, about uh, tongues on Friday uh, during the Ignite experience at the level of being filled with the Spirit. But there is another level uh, of tongues which are a gift. And we're going to talk more about that later. And the third one is prophecy. Now take note, prophecy is not under the category of revelation. Because prophecy does not have to reveal anything. We'll talk about that in the, in the coming weeks. The revelation gifts are the first ones that I spoke about. Now, the reason why I'm teaching about this, I want us to understand one thing. That these gifts are available for each and every one of us. They are not for the selected few. If you are a child of God, filled with the spirit of God, you have access to these gifts. And you must, the Bible says, you must use them for the profit of all. So in other words, you must benefit from them. And those who are around you must also benefit from them. Now, revelation gifts. This is what we are going to uh, talk about. And these are three. I said it is the word of knowledge, word of wisdom. And these are written in 1 Corinthians 12. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and descending of spirits. So the first one that I want us to talk about is the word of knowledge. But before I get that, the reason why we need revelation gifts, it is because there are hidden things. Hidden things, things that we can call secrets. And that's why as a bandu, you know, as people, we always want to go and check something that we don't know. <laughs> something that the reason why you will go to a medium, the reason why you will go to a, uh, a palm reader, a sango, is because you want them to tell you what you don't know. Natural, and that is not wrong because there are things, even the Bible um, attests to that. Deuteronomy 29 and verse 29 says something powerful. It says that things that are hidden, it says there are secret things, the secret things belong to God. And it says then revealed things, they belong to us. So God sometimes intentionally will hide things from us intentionally. Something that you don't have to know. But that something that he wants you to know, he wants to reveal it by his spirit. The only challenge with us is that we want to access that information through different uh, mediums outside of God. And that's why then Satan takes advantage of that to misinform us. Even in most cases to take the right information to manipulate the situation to have his way. Remember, the Bible says the devil does not come except to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So sometimes he gives you the right information. That's why when you read a star sign, most of what it says, it will be accurate information. It will be accurate. But the accuracy of the information does not mean that it has uh, a good motive. Now, <laughs> the things that are hidden, they belong to the Lord. Yeah. Things that are revealed, 
They belong to us. We must know them. And God wants to reveal stuff that we must know. Because there are certain things that will limit you in life if you are not away. Sometimes you can live your life be stuck somewhere and not know what's, what's wrong. What's making my life to be stagnant the way that it is. Why things are not coming together. And that's when God will use his spirit to reveal certain facts that you must be aware of. So that you can do something on your side. And do something about that situation so that you can come out of whatever challenging situation that you are faced with. Now, let me explain something about that. That's why I'm, I want, I'm saying this so that you are not going to be um, deceived and confused by any accurate information that you can receive out there which is not from God, right? Because the word demon, we, we don't like demons, right? No. Nobody likes demons. Like, yeah, yeah. We don't like demons. But demons, uh, the word demon means a knowing one. So demons know anything and everything about your life. They know what you ate this morning. They know who, uh, who you have lost in your life. They know the challenges, the current challenges that you are going through. They are quite aware. And the Bible says in the book of Corinthians again, Satan knows how to reveal himself as the angel of light. The difference between God and Satan is this. When God wants, when God does something, he wants it to be known that it was him who did it. That's why he says, I will not share my glory with any other person. So when God does something or uses you, he, when, when you do that and we look at you, God is expecting you to tell people that it is God. He, he does not want you to take his glory. That's why Satan was kicked out of heaven. Because he wanted to take the place of God. Right? But Satan, because he knows that not everyone likes him. It's only a few people who worship Satan openly. In fact, not even hope openly. They do it in secret. Because they know that nobody wants to be associated with Satan. Right? So Satan will cover up anything that he does and he gives it different names so that it will not be known that it is him at work. So he will call it a uh, medium. He will call it palm reader. He will call it star signs. He will call it isangoma. He will call it a spiritualist. He will call it whatever it is as long as you don't know it's him. Because when this person comes, you know, you can meet a random person and tell you the truth about what is going on in your life. Because demons are well informed they are aware somebody can walk up to you and say mm, oh i see this and this and this and this in your life and you're like wow but what comes after that because now when they give you the right information your mind and your spirit all of a sudden is opened to yield to listen to their instructions but the instruction that is going to come afterwards that is when he does what he does best to kill to steal and to destroy but he uses the right information. He uses the right information. So you can read a star sign and be like, oh, wow. You know, this is this. And then the information is accurate. But lo and behold, 
Then afterwards, when he talks to you using any other person or any other form of communication, you are going to yield. You are going to, if he tells you, can you imagine if somebody can walk up to you, let's say for an example, you've just, maybe you've lost your job, you don't have money, and somebody comes and they don't know you, they don't know where you come, and they tell you, we see that, you know, things are not going okay in your life, you don't, your finances are not going well, currently you are unemployed, uh, and in most cases, then you were like, oh yes, you are right. Go deeper, Papa. And I'm going to give you, I hope I'll have enough time because I want to, I'm going to give you, um, I'm going to give you something to show you that how to even escape that phenomenon of deeper, Papa. Now, now, once that person says that, you, you're like, my goodness, I, I, I need a solution to this. And then that's when the deception comes in because ultimately, it's not about giving you a solution. It's to get something from you. Because then they will tell you, you must do this. Go and buy this. And you find that where you are buying that, it's their shop. <laughs> so it's not about you at the end of the day. It's about them manipulating the situation to have their way with your life. So if you don't know any better, you will depend on these things. To try and correct your life. Because all of us, there's a time in life where you get stuck. It's like you, you, you know there's something that you need to do or there's something great that needs to happen. But somehow you, you don't know what, what, is, what is slowing me down. What is it that is making things not work in my life? And when you are desperate like that, the enemy is going to use anything that he can find that is at your disposal. That he can use. Because you will not know it's him. You will just say, I'm just reading a star sign. Or, hey, Yazi, another man came and just told me, you know, things about me that I never knew. And some of the things, you know, they resonated with my heart and whatever the case may be. And then you are taken. And then they start giving you, before we, we know it, you come to church on Sunday. But during the week, you are following the, the cause of do this and do that. And because, I mean, nobody w- will not want to uh, walk away from an opportunity of becoming you know, a multimillionaire, because this person can come and tell you this, this, but God, you are supposed to be a multimillionaire. It's just that, you know, your, your father is not happy in the grave. You must do one, two, three, and four. Before you know it, you are deep in those things. But, and remember, Satan can also give you some kind of prosperity, just to confuse you, to think that this thing is working and this thing is real. Remember, Paul said, I don't want you to be ignorant with the spiritual gifts, right? That's what he said. But listen to the language that he's using. He says, uh, he says, where's the scripture? Okay, it's, it's in my previous slide. He says, don't be, don't be deceived by, by those gifts. He calls them dumb idols. He says, you know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols. However you were led. That's what he calls them. In, in 1 Corinthians, in, in, the, in the Passion Translation, he, he, he says it this way. My Christian friends, I want you to understand clearly about spiritual gifts. You know how you lived before you came to know God. You let idols lead you in, a, in many wrong ways. And those idols cannot even speak. That's what he said. Now, God at the same time, has 
something in place for us. It's just that as Christians, we don't grow to the level of using what is available. So that's why sometimes it appears as if we are helpless, uh, you know, powerless. We are just here for the religious experience. God cannot do anything with our situations. And that's where we are wrong. That's where we are wrong. Because God has solutions. But here's the difference. When God reveals something to you, he reveals it to redeem. He reveals it to provide a solution to your problem. He reveals, you, he reveals it to you so that you can benefit from it. That's why it says these gifts are so that everyone can profit from them. So not, not that, you know, you, you're just going to have this information and no solutions are, are going to come your way at the end of the day. Remember, the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. And it is through these revelations that God gives to us so that we can see what he wants us to know and make decisions based on the not so obvious things in the natural. Now, first off, he gives us the first gift under the category of the revelation gifts. He gives us what the Bible calls the word of knowledge. Word of knowledge. I said, demons are knowing ones. But their knowledge is limited based on, that's why there is only one Holy Spirit, but there are many demons. So it depends on where they are. So some demons will know what is happening in Hillcrest. But the ones in Telmas, they will not know what is happening in, 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 in Hillcrest. But the Holy Spirit is everywhere at the same time. He knows everything. Now. This gift is called word of knowledge, fragment, peace. So in other words, out of the whole information that God has, he decides to give you a word on it that is relevant to what you are faced with at that particular point in time. So that you can be informed by the time and the season that you are in and be able to make the right decisions and be aware of what is going on in your life. So word of knowledge defined it is simply supernatural revelation by the Holy Spirit of certain facts in the mind of God. This is not natural knowledge. This is not knowledge that you have because you've read a book. But this is something that God reveals supernaturally. He can do so through a dream. He can do so through a vision. He can do so through, as I'm preaching, God can give you word of knowledge. There can be something that sits so clearly and so strongly in your heart that becomes a fact in your life that, oh, I think this, that's me. I think that way. Have you ever walked out of a service and you were like, that word spoke to me. Yeah. It's like it's a fact in your life. It's when God reveals something about you. It's just that in most cases, because God is not dramatic, he will use a simple thing like a sermon like this. And then we walk out, even though when you, after the service, you, when you still felt it, you said to me, this word spoke to me. But the difference is that you did nothing about it. So God is always speaking to us every day, giving us revelation about different situations and circumstances that we are in, probably to a point of giving us solutions. But the, the, the challenge with us as Christians, because there's no drama. You know, the reason why we, we respond uh, to all of these other things out there is because they happen in a dramatic way. 
There's always like It's like when a person will come and say, yeah, 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 yeah. You need to do this and whatever. You need to do it now because, and, and we, because there's drama in it. Then we want to respond. But God is so simple. He will use a message like this or just give you a dream that when you wake up, you're like, oh, wow, that, that was real, real. It hit home. And it, 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 it was so relevant in your life. But the problem is that you did not do anything about it. I don't want to scare you, right? But, but you cannot be a child of God, have a spirit of God in you, and have some form of spiritual experience and take it for granted. So you wake up early in the morning in, in a dream, you were in a car accident. <laughs> and it felt so real. And you do nothing about it. And God was just simply trying to warn you about something. So what does it mean? You wake up, you pray about it. You wake up, you pray about it. Because God supernaturally, is, it's just that when before we were saved, we were so spiritually alert. That when a person comes and says, in this family, you are, you are all going to die one by one unless you slaughter one, two, three, and four. We are going to respond immediately. But what happens when we come to Christ, God does the same thing in a gentle, simple way. And then we're like, I know, well, I'm under the blood of Jesus. We take it very light, right? But the word of knowledge deals with facts that are in either the past or the present. This is something that is there. So it's when God speaks about something that is there, like now, or has happened. So it can be about um, an experience that you've once had in your life, and you know, and all of a sudden, maybe it, it, it's causing your, your life to be a bit complicated, and God can just reveal you promptly, whether through a message, a dream, or whatever, and show you what happened in the past that is affecting your, your present. So it's a, it's a fact that is there, but take note. It's simply word of knowledge. It's like I'm informing you. God is like I'm informing you. I'm, I'm informing you. God can be preaching, uh, I can be preaching about forgiveness for an example right and it can resonate with you right it's a word of knowledge to say there's bitterness in your heart and it's hindering your progress in life and you you felt it so strong it's like hey some people you know i get accused of this all the time not don't hear you 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 are you are saved you are good people but in these other two campuses i get accused all the time by people who say either I knew something or somebody told me. And I was like, no, but you, you see, I prepare slides during the week. And I always say to people, if I don't preach and, and, and don't take this in the literal sense, right? I mean, I'll, I'll explain what do I mean by, uh, by it. If I don't preach about issues that are directed to you while you are here, what, what, do, what else do you want me to preach about? Do you want me to preach about something that has to do with somebody who's not listening to me on the street somewhere? Because when I prepare, God knows that you are going to be here. And he has to give me something that is going to be relevant in your life. So when you hear 
that I'm here. Don't be suspicious that I might have been told by, I pray, I prepare, I ask God to give me something. And that's all I depend on. I don't go around asking people, so what is this? What did this person do? What did that? And then, you know, try and cook up a sermon. So, no, I don't. I just preach and teach about anything. As the spirit gives me. So the only thing that you must do, that's why, you know, I think it was the Corinthian church uh, when it said that, you know, uh, no, it was Paul speaking to them. And he was saying, I'm glad that you are taking the words that I speak to you as the oracles of God. It's like you are are listening to God when I'm talking. You are listening to God as if he's the one who is talking to you. So that when God reveals a fact, oh, it's like, oh, unforgiveness. It's a, and then you go and you continue not to forgive. And then you are surprised why when you are praying for other things, things are not taking place in your life. Because God takes unforgiveness very serious. That's why he even advises uh, that even when you are bringing an offering, he says, if you realize that you have something against your brother, he says, put that offering aside. Go and sort things out with your brother uh, before you can come back and give. Because he understands one thing, that he cannot receive anything with dirty hands. Okay. All right. So let me give you one example, right, of of the word of knowledge. Acts chapter number 10, verse number 19. While Peter thought about the vision. Peter just saw a vision, right, of he was just sleeping. The Bible says he fell into a trance. He sees a vision. A cloth comes down. He He sees all kinds of animals in it. God says to him, kill and eat these animals. He says to him, no, I cannot eat something that is, is, is not clean. And then God says, no, you cannot call what I've cleansed unclean and so forth and so on. To cut the long story short. And then in verse number 19, it says, while Peter, he wakes up right now. When Peter thought about the vision, the spirit said to him, behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore. Go down and go with them, doubting nothing, I have sent them. So he's sitting in another room. He's not seeing that there are three men. But God who knows everything can see that there are three men who are waiting for him. So when he wakes up, he tells him, That's word of knowledge. He reveals something that he couldn't have known in the natural. Then God says to him, there are people waiting for you. Then he says, go out and meet them. I have sent them. So he's preparing him to let his gut down. Why was God doing that? It was because what they came for was to call him to go and preach the gospel to somebody that he thought does not qualify to hear the gospel. Who was a Gentile. So God comes to him to prepare him first. He he shows him a vision of dirty animals in it. And then he says, no, but I can't eat this. It's according to the law. It's not clean. God says, you cannot call what I have cleansed unclean. When he wakes up from that experience, while he's thinking about it, he says, right, come down. I'm I'm glad that you are thinking about what you saw when you were sleeping. He says, there are three men waiting for you. Go and talk to them. And then, most importantly, I have sent them, he says. So that you let your cut down. You know that they are here because they are sent by God. So in other words, whatever that they are going to say, listen to them. So that was what? The word of knowledge. Now, God can come and address things in your life in, in a similar way. It might not be, you know, in this fashion. But I'm saying there's somewhere because the Bible says we have the spirit of God on the inside of us. To bear witness with us. So God can reveal it through a sermon, a dream, whatever the case. You can be having a conversation with another Christian. And out of a sentence that they just said, all of a sudden your eyes are opened. 
And you begin to realize that, hey, actually in my life, a similar thing. It's like this thing that you are saying resonates with my spirit. What, what does that mean? You've been given now a tool. You have been given a thought that you need to now go back to God about it and pray about it so that then God can give you further instructions. There are three men waiting for you. That's word of knowledge. Go out and meet them because I have sent them. That, that's word of wisdom. So God re- re- reveals a fact and then gives him counsel concerning the fact. This is what you need to do about this fact. They are waiting for you. He did not say, run away. He said, let me give you another example. There was a time where uh, the disciples received a, a, a prophecy that there's going, Paul is going to be arrested. Then they come. They are excited. Word of knowledge. We know that when you go, you're going to be arrested. Paul decides, I'm going anyway. And they're like, no, dude, you are going to be arrested when you go. He says, no, I'm going. Why? Because even though that I'm going to be arrested, but it is in the will of God. So sometimes you can have the right information, but respond to it in a wrong way. Because their first response was, don't go. (laughs) But he said, I'm going. (laughs) Because he had probably in him the word of wisdom to say, he needs to go there. And be arrested. May, may God never give you that kind of, a, of, a, of, of an experience. Let me close quickly. Word of wisdom, right? Word of wisdom is supernatural revelation by the spirit of God concerning the divine purpose and plan in the mind and the will of God. That's why I said, when God said, go and, and listen to them, they are sent by me. That was wisdom that comes from God. Giving him counsel as to what are you supposed to do. It's part of my plan. It's part of my soul. The the, the word of wisdom has got to do with the purpose of God, the future, where God wants to take you. This is when God can give you a little bit of piece of information now so that you can do something to prepare for what's coming. God knows that I want to, for an example, use you in Hillcrest. I, I don't know how, but I need to listen to the instruction that says, start a church now. So, Joseph, in a dream, he sees God shows him what's coming through a vision. He says there's, the vision simply meant there's going to be famine that is coming. Yeah. And, and Joseph used that information to speak to the king about the famine that was coming. But they had to prepare for it and make sure that they store up as much food as possible. So that by the time it happens, so you can be in business. God can, be, can, can prompt you to say, close this, business, close this shop now. And you might not know why in the natural. And you close it. You don't understand why. And then four weeks later, you hear there are floods that wiped away that whole building. Or they loot. So sometimes God does prepare us. It's just that our natural mind argues with him. Because it's based on information. But here's the strange thing. If a medium or a palm reader... Or Inyanga somewhere can come with that drama and tell you, you are going to do it. But we don't want to listen to God, right? So so, so the word of wisdom tells us about where we are going. Let me give you a biblical example. Acts chapter number 11 verse 28. Then one of them named Agabus stood up and showed by the spirit that there was going to be a great famine throughout all the world, which also happened in the days of Claudius Caesar. 
Then the disciples, each according to his abilities, determined to send relief to the brethren dwelling in Judea. This they also did and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. The famine was not there yet. But they received word of wisdom that there's there's famine coming. And what did they do? They responded. They said, okay, let's send relief now. So probably all of these places were shocked. Why are people sending us things? What's, What's happening? Then they hear a few months later, famine hits. But they were well prepared. They were well prepared. They were, so even in our own personal lives, God can give you an instruction to do something because he sees something ahead that is supposed to take place. And he, he prompts you to do something now. And it will only make sense then. How many times have you taken decisions and you are so confused when you were ta- making that decision and two years later, you are looking back, you are like, hey, you know, I'm glad I did this. I'm glad I, I, I quit that job. I'm glad I moved from that place. I'm glad I did this. I'm glad. Why? Because God works in us supernaturally to order our steps to make decisions that do not make sense in our natural mind, but he prompts us by his spirit so that we can be protected. By, you know, I do believe that there are certain people who are stuck in situations that they are supposed to be out of, but they are not simply because you know, they are not receiving simple instructions that are coming from God. Simple instruction. Like Elijah, you remember when Elijah was uh, 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 by the brook, being fed by God through the ravens, and, and the brook dried up. And the Bible says, God came to him and said, Lord, look, leave, go to such and such a place. I've prepared a widow for you. Can you imagine if he decided to sit and be like, I, I'm expecting another raven to come here. It was not going to come. So he had to leave. And, and go to that place and there was somebody there who was prepared by God too. So we need to yield more to the spirit of God. Through word of knowledge, word of wisdom. But here's the deal. In most cases, most cases, people who have information about us and they are not sent by God. Their limitation is they don't know beyond the knowledge that they have concerning the past. and the, So even on TV, when you see the go deeper papa situation, you, you, you will hear somebody tell you your ID number, physical address, da 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 da, da but they don't go beyond that. They never get to tell you, then what? Yeah. Fine, you told me my ID number. You've told me my street address. You've, you've, you've told me about who died in my family. They spend more time talking about that because Satan can give you those facts because he knows them. And they will spend maybe 20 minutes talking about it. And then they say, no, don't worry. God will bless you. You need to buy this oil or come. And, uh, and then there's nothing else that, you know, they can say that is going to take you forward in life. Even the ones that we used to consult in the past, they tell you what's wrong in your life. Then after that, they give instructions of all the rituals that you must do. It will be ritual after ritual, ritual after ritual, ritual after ritual, ritual, and then nothing, nothing else beyond that. All that Satan wants to do is to hold you by his hand. Let me close with this last one. Descending of spirits. God is not the only supernatural being. Descending of spirits work in a sense of when there is a manifestation of a supernatural activity, you will sense by the spirit of God whether it is from him 
or from Satan. I said this when I started. Satan knows how to reveal himself as the angel of light. So, but we have been given the gift of the spirit of God as the children of God to discern. I went somebody, you see, I'm, I'm at a place where in my life, I'm so, you know, I'm not sure whether is it a safe way, is it safe to say spiritually mature? I don't know. To a point that, I, 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 it's like you can't deceive, you can't come and tell me God says this and it's not God. It's like, you know, my spirit is so sensitive that I will sense that, uh, <laughs> my man. Let me give you an example as I'm closing. One, many years ago, in our first church in Telmas, before we even moved to, to, to town, a couple came at our church and they said they were sent by God. And they were, as they were speaking, um, they were saying all sorts of things, you know, God, this, God, that, God. And, and, and as, I was, as they were talking, you know, my, my, you know, sometimes that inner man, that thing, you must listen. Because as they were speaking, I felt that hey, something is off here. Uh, you know, probably they are saying all the right things, but something is off. And as I was listening, you know, just trying to see how best can I. And then the, the, the real one who is in me prompted me and said, Ask them if they are married. So there are a couple sitting together. They are in ministry. They are supposed to be prophet and prophetess or something to that effect. The first question was, ask them if they are married. And I, 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 said, I asked them, I said, can I please disturb you before we close? Um, <laughs> are you married? And, you know, spiritually, uh, they explained something that, that was not making sense to me. And then I said, oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, spiritually something. And then the second question was, ask them, which church are they coming from? And then I paused <coughs> and I asked, which church are you coming from? Oh, my goodness. They gave me a long story that did not make sense. And that's when I knew, oh, it's not God. And I said, my brothers... I love you. God bless you. I appreciate we, we recognize the prophetic ministry in this church, but not a dodgy one. So, I'm going to ask you to please stop. You know, I'm more than welcome to come to church and stuff like that, but uh, let's not have such conversations. Man, they were so mad. They started saying all sorts of things. And that gets to show you that it was never the spirit of God from the first place, the way that they responded. And they left. And many other things where somebody will approach me, talk about something. You know, I don't know how many things God has saved me from. Where people will come with propositions to church. Let's do this to make more money. And as they are talking, discernment in me will say, this is not from me. Even though the idea looks perfect but I will just reject it, not knowing why. And then somewhere down the line, you hear stories behind it that, hey, this is what happened. And sometimes I talk to other pastors. I'm like, no, that person came to me and I said no. And they'll be like, ah, oh, yeah, no, Paisile or whatever. You missed out on an opportunity. But, Master's girl. <laughs> so my prayer is, in your life, may these gifts be operational for your benefit. Yes, yes. May you do business 
by revelation. May God reveal to you your current situations and circumstances, things that are not known to your natural mind. May the spirit of God reveal them to you so that you may know what to do. May the word of wisdom be so active and prominent in your life each and every day, in your marriage, in your career. May you function and operate by the word of wisdom in the name of Jesus. May you be able to descend seasons as they change. May you be able to descend many manifestations that will unfold in front of you so that you can never fall into deception. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.